Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Okay, okay. This is your boy, Lorenzo Evers Murphy. You got Compton Politics Talk radio show tonight. We live on Monday. Man, this time is flying by. It is going by. And what month is this? This is, what, April? Mm-mm-mm. Boy, time is flying. May next month, June, July, fireworks, all these holidays come back in. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of stuff going on. Or they say it's going down in the election. This week, all of them going to be together. So who are you going to pick? Who do you want to be your president? Really, <laughs> this is really, really interesting to me. You know what I mean? Finding out who's who. Well, they can't wait till Obama to get out. That's that's the biggest move right there. They're just trying to stop him from doing everything as a president. But it's all good, though. He's handling everything, though. Like I said, this is T25CL.com. This is Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Compton Politics. It's worldwide distribution radio 24 hours. T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Check it out. Uh, we have Rosalind on the motherboard tonight. Excuse my partner, so my talking. Yeah. It's kind of hot today. You know, it's been like, know. like the first day of summer. What was that again? It's been really seriously hot. And, you know, it's just only April, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know what the summer is going to be like, you know. Uh, anybody, you know, if I call her, call in tonight, we're having Janelle Taylor. Yeah, and I see. The poet. Hello. Hi. Hi. There she is, Lorenzo. Hello, Hi. hello. This is my guest tonight. Is your, can you pronounce your name? I want to make sure I said it right, please. Yeah, it's Janelle Taylor, but everybody calls me Blondie. Blondie? Okay, Blondie. Yep. I'm going to call you Blondie tonight. Do you mind? Not at all. All right. Well, this is Janelle Taylor, a.k.a. Blondie. She's a poet. Well, I'm just getting started. Thank you for calling in. appreciate you calling in. You're calling in from Ohio, right? Absolutely. Columbus, oh, Ohio. I really appreciate that because I know. What time is it out there? 10, 1030, 930? It is 1030 here. We really appreciate you calling in California on the West Coast, East Coast, West Coast, working together just how we're supposed to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is T25CL.com. This is Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. You know, I was speaking on the presidential uh, election movement. I'll speak about a couple of things while I speak, you know, with my guests. Uh, talk about what went on in the communities and stuff. Um, you know, like I was saying about who you're going to pick for president out here. That's my question tonight. As the, you know, as the show goes on, you know, we're going to get it straight to the punch. I'm not going to have the guests wait any more longer. Um, Janelle, this is an opportunity. This is for you to be able to showcase yourself and uh, talk to the world and let the world know who you are, what you're about, what's your movement. And, you know, just let them know who you are, how they can get in contact with you. You know, there's really no questions to be asked. 
decide someone might call in and I want to ask you some questions and just want to just want to talk to you. You feel what I'm saying? Okay. You feel me? So this radio show is more for you to uh, advertise yourself, you know, because you know yourself better than you do, than I do. So, uh, like I said, this is something politics. So I'm very happy that you called in uh, like you did. I'm sure a lot of callers call in tonight. I know we got a caller already in from Phoenix, Arizona already, so that's a good thing. And you calling in from Ohio. So let the yeah. world know who you are, what you do, share your story. Um, so I'm a poet in Columbus, Ohio. Um, the Columbus, Ohio scene is very rich in poetry. There's a lot of different types of poetry. Um, you can you can find pretty much everything here, but um, I come from a, a very short background. I've really only been doing this for about a few years. I've been writing for a little bit longer than that, though. And... Um, my mentors have been like Scott Woods and J.D. the Juggernaut, and I've come up in very recently in the past three three years um, being on stage and, and performing and doing slams and um, just trying to get as much experience and travel as much as I possibly can. Okay, okay. That's, that's remarkable, really. You know, you so you just really created yourself as becoming a poet, and that's a good thing, you know. Uh, who do you think your poetry is take after, or do you have your own creativity of poetry? Um, I don't know. I feel like I, I, I feel like every poet kind of pulls from other poems, other poets, until they figure out who they are. And as a poet, I think that I'm still learning, or I'm still kind of even reinventing myself on a regular basis. So. You know what I mean? There's no one type of poetry. I would hope that I emulate some of my favorites, but. You know what I mean? Ultimately, I would like to think that I'm a style on my own or I'm something that's different. Right, right, right. Um, do you know any black famous poets that you you know you kind of can you know look up to? Like Maya Angelou was a famous poet. You know, um, who else was a famous poet? Buston Hughes, he was a famous poet. It's hundreds and hundreds of African American famous poets, and that's why I'm glad you called them in. Because I love poetry, and it's like, is the poetry that you do, is this something that you, like, actually go read up in the paper? Um, uh, you, um, you know what I mean? I pull, from, I pull from a lot of different sources, though. I pull from as much as I possibly can around me. Sometimes it's a story that I hear in the news. Sometimes it's my own experiences. You know what I mean? I try to talk about as many different things in my poetry so that I can keep myself open to being able to keep interpreting life events. You know what I mean? Right. And right. That, that's life events in every way, shape, and form. I would hope that one day I can go sit outside and look at a flower and write a poem about that. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't want to limit myself to anything. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what do you call, can I ask you, I know I asked this, but what do you call your style of poetry? You know, the, the, um, I don't know. I guess I would just call it urban. You know what I mean? There's kind of a poetry, you know what I mean, has several genres in and of itself, I think. And there are people who just read poetry, and then there's performance poetry. And then, you know what I mean, there's there's a lot of different types. And so I do, I guess, performance poetry. My my goal is to entertain. Right. So you however have, you want to. You, you have music go along when you do your poetry? Do you have an instrument? Uh, do you have any type of sound behind you? What type of 
Or you just come straight, you know, with a clear what you're I mean, I mean, I write poetry to music under most circumstances. I, it's not necessarily rhythmic in and of itself, but I write to music, and it, I, I feel like it can be interpreted with music if I have the opportunity. But I'm definitely not the performer to have a drummer, you know what I mean, take a drummer with me or a guitar with me, right. <clears throat> excuse me, or even have somebody come come sing behind me or anything. You know what I mean? I don't find it necessary, but it's always great. It's always great to have the opportunity to collaborate with someone. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Is that Have you been around the nation with doing poetry? Is it just you've been based on where you've been from doing poetry? Uh, do you plan to um, I think primarily, I think primarily I've gone Midwest so far. You know what I mean? I've gone as far east as Philadelphia and as far west as Chicago. So I haven't really left my area so much. I've been very successful here, and I still feel like there's a lot of other places in my area that I can touch on before I really try to branch out. But you know what I mean? I, I always welcome the opportunity to come to the West Coast or come to the Deep South or or go to the West or wherever, you know what I mean? I, I would love to be able to experience other people's poetry. And I think, that's, I think it's more about the experience than necessarily me doing the craft, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's about breaking right, right. in. Right. So do you think that your poetry is more on a movement now, poetry type, uh, not a revolutionary type of poetry, but a movement to where you inspire people to get the one to go do something, to be something? To, uh, um, I think I think I don't know. I, I to be honest with you, I don't know if I'm so much preaching positive message as I am, you know, bringing things to light that you might not necessarily see. Right. You know what I mean? I guess the I guess poetry to me is just an interpretation of the events that are going on around me. So my poetry is just kind of it is what it is. This is what it is, and I just want you to see what it is, and I want you to enjoy my interpretation and then leave with something. Leave, right. you know what I mean? My my goal at the end is to leave with a feeling. If one person comes up to me at the end of a show or at the end of an open mic or whatever and says, you know, I felt you, then I did what I was supposed to do. I left you with something. Right. And I think that's what poetry is about. I have some revolutionary pieces. You know what I mean? When that's when that's what's going on around me, when that's what I'm feeling. But I also have some some things that are a little more dark, or some things that are just a little more blatant and in your face. You know what I mean? It just is what it is. If, if you know, I have a question. If you had an opportunity to perform at the Academy of American Poets, what? And, and this is where all the major historian. But uh, volunteerism type of poet that came through to speak bigger than uh, uh, the Apollo stage. Mm-hmm. What type of, and the way the life is right now, and the way life can change, and things are in the open, and you know how it is with things that are just so in the open now, and look who's running for president. What type of message, not say you have to say some type of poetry, what type of message at a place like this would you, just at the spur of the moment, what type of message would you want to give to people? Um, You know, it's a lot of stuff going on out here, and I love to hear from a poet what they feel about what's really going on out here in society every single day. You know, what would would be your message not only to the people that run the place, but just to the world if you had opportunity? 
Oh, I think that I would want to tell everybody it's not necessarily what it seems. I feel like black people especially have been told that things are a certain way for so long that we just started to buy into it and believe it. And I want I want people to explore themselves just a little bit more and try to understand understand themselves a little bit more and why we act the way we act and why we have to break certain cycles in order for us to be successful as a people. Well, you know, that's real deep. It's like, that's why I like, you know, talk about other things with people because it's way beyond your poetry because I know you have something else uh, inside of you, which everybody do. You know, just like I asked that question, that was a profound answer. You know what I mean? Because that's what it's really about. You know, it's real. It's, you know, people go from 100 to 1,000 nowadays. You know? Right. And they really do. I mean, I go there. I do that sometimes. You know, is it because of society or what we wake up to every morning as far as what the problems are? Do we wake up to the problems that we don't have and we still having a problem of what we're living and, you know, uh, making it throughout the day? Um, how? Well, I mean, I like that answer, and I appreciate that, ladies and gentlemen. This is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Ellis Murphy. We have Janelle Taylor Grandi on the phone, the poet out of Ohio, uh, you know, and I appreciate her calling in tonight, this morning, this tonight, 730. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, I really appreciate it. Uh, I don't know if we have any callers on the line. You know, I want to get to the call, get your call in, get your stuff in. Um, do you have any CDs, DVDs, uh, what's your next performance? I mean, you know, just let us know what you got going on, really, how they can get in contact with you, all that. Then I'm going to go see if we have any questions on the motherboard. Okay. Um, um, you can find me on Facebook.com slash Miss Blonde Curls, Instagram Miss Blonde Curls, Twitter Miss Blonde Curls, that's M-I-S-S-B-L-O-N-D-E-C-U-R-L-S. And you can hit me up in my Gmail for booking. Um, I don't know what else you want me to say, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good, though, you know. Uh, that's that's good enough for right now. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just about you. Like I said, it's just about you being able to tell who you are. Because people want to know who you are. Uh, if you want to give a little spill out, you know, if you want to say a little something, let them hear a little something later on. That's cool. Uh, I don't know if it's rousing us on the motherboard right now. If we have any callers that called yeah, in yet? Uh, uh, I'm here. Yeah, you had a couple of callers, but the, um, I guess they they hang up. But we have one caller from Arizona. Uh, yeah. Call you there. Yes, I am. Hello, hello. I would like to. I would like to hear some of the ladies' poetry. Okay, um, I can do that. Okay, thank let's, you. Let's, let's get your name and where you're calling in from. I'm uh, Mr. Donald Murphy from Phoenix, Arizona. All right, Mr. Murphy. <laughs> All right, go ahead now. Go ahead, Janelle. All right, so. You know, going along with what we were talking about earlier or whatever, um, I think a lot of it, a lot of the problems that are going on between the races or, you know what I mean, between different groups of people like police and and black people in general is because that there's no real understanding. There's no real understanding of each other. There's no real understanding of ourselves. And a lot of that starts with dialogue. We have to talk about it. You know what I mean? We have to bring it to light because if we're sitting here having a conversation about it, you can't ignore it. You can't say I didn't know. So 
um, I, I, there was this, this one chick that I used to work with, and when I would work at a nursing home, I used to be an FTNA, and she was a nurse, and um, we worked in the same nursing home, and we really weren't friends. Like, we weren't cool. We really didn't talk to each other. I really didn't like working with her in real life, but, you know what I mean, I felt like she was a very intelligent individual, and she always had good conversation. You know what I mean? She was always at least aware of what was going on around her. And so one time I'm having this conversation with her after the Trayvon Martin thing happened and then, um, um, you know what I mean, and then all these, I think it was, I think it was Tamir. I think it was after Tamir Rice that me and her really started having a conversation because she was actually upset. In real life she was upset that this boy had got shot in a park. Oh, you know cool. what I mean? And she was just like, I don't understand what's going on. And she was like, I, and then she started to have this, we started to have this conversation. And every time that we were starting to have these conversations, it was all kind of public. It was on Facebook. We would wow. hashtag it. This is me talking about it. And so this one time we were having this conversation, and she said, I'm, I'm racist. She said, I know that I'm racist, and I'm not doing it because I don't love everybody. I'm doing it because that's just how I feel. She was like, I dated a black guy. I hate it. There were these stereotypes. I felt like he fit every single one of them. And we we talked about it. You know what I mean? And I... And and she said she she would always say really intriguing things to me. And this one time she said, "If you get offended by everything, you'll never be free." Wow! And that, it, it right it, it stopped me. It stopped me. And I always thanked her for saying that to me. And it stopped me. And I was like, you know, that's one of the realest things I have ever heard from anybody. You know what I mean? Regardless of color, if you get offended by everything, you will never be free. Right, and that's and so. Right, and so we were always very candid with each other, and you know what I mean. And to this day, I can I can make that hashtag, and I can tag her, and wow. she would respond, and we can go back and forth, and we would have real dialogue about any issue that we wanted to talk about with each other, especially issues that had to do with race. Yeah. So, so I wrote this poem. I, I wrote this poem, and I wrote it. I actually wrote it for her. You know what okay. I mean. It comes off as aggressive, but it was never meant to be aggressive. You know what I mean? It's just us being passionate because we always were passionate when we, when we conversed. So this one's called This Is Me Talking About It. Come on with it. Contemplative. Don't confuse my passion for anger, and I won't confuse your blindness for acceptance, I could never afford rose-colored glasses, so the black bodies littering the streets look less like the first 10 minutes of the evening news on repeat and more like the husband for which I've been praying. God sent an apology for the free will of warm fingers around brown necks or on cold triggers pointed at dark skin when God separated the light from the dark. Was he referring to us? Dear Amy, I don't expect you to understand you've never been black. I don't expect you to understand the stigma behind African-American that makes you not want to be African or American. I don't expect you to understand anything but unapologetically white. This is me talking about it. Dear 
dear, 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 dear Amy, when picking today's lesson, skip Hebrews 10, verse 26, the chapter entitled, How to Apologize for Any Wrongdoing, we don't hear justification often. We wouldn't know what to do if we did. Admission doesn't make the blood on the sidewalk any less shrill. Our brothers are dying, Amy. The shooters may camp with the crooked branches of the wrong, no mitigation without motive. So black men remain martyred, mainstream mortals, no amends, and all I can do is talk about it. The black in our home pours out onto the streets. We live in a world where dark equals danger, and the further we go into it, the less likely we are to come out alive. This is me talking about it. Hey, Amy, did you know there's levels to this shit? There's, there's the peanut butter in a Reese cup, the inside of a zero bar, the milk chocolate of a Hershey. I guess I should thank God that I'm more almond butter than almond joy. Girl, you outside getting black as night wasn't a compliment at 11. It was a warning that I'll never be as beautiful in July as I am in February, even though God made dusk the same day he made dawn. This is me talking about it, dear Amy. Have you noticed how many of us are in jail? Do you think... Do you think brown skin makes us felons or just more likely to be convicted of a felony? Kisses don't feel the same through plexiglass and phone wires. Not every black man can jump, but they can all touch the glass ceiling. God separated the light from the dark and said they both were good. Amy, I want to talk about this. And that's that piece. I said, Cole, peace. I'm sitting here hypnotized <laughs> like uh, I'm feeling like he's talking about me. Like, man, <laughs> I'm the brother from the other mother, you know? And I'm hoping the audience is going to love what they're hearing, you know? I hope you can give us another piece later on, you know, as the show goes. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, that was Thank real. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was a real conversation, you know, and that's why I'm so happy that you took time out to call Compton Politics at the time you did. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Janelle, Ron Combs, that was just totally amazing. You had chills. Thank you. This is Christy. I'm so happy to hear you on tonight. I thank you for coming on. This is just, girl, you said something. You said something. You said a whole lot of somethings. And I just thank want to you. thank you. You, you got to keep going. I'm so excited about you coming here in July for Our Culture Under Construction. And, girl, I need you to bring some of those words of knowledge and wisdom down here to California. we got to spread the, we got to spread that, girl. That was some good stuff. I'm so happy. Um, I know your, your husband is a producer as well, isn't he, Janelle? Yes, he is. And he okay, introduced your poetry. We were, oh, man, that just, dear Amy is something. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that was nice. That was wonderful. You know, uh, hello, Chrissy. I want to just thank Chrissy. She's kind of like my field producer with this country politics, a, a new team member of country politics. She goes out and finds people to come to the show, and I appreciate her, you know, finding people to come to the show. You know what I mean? Uh, it's good to have people that like to network for our culture under construction organization. Got a lot of stuff going on. I'm sure we're going to go ahead and get with T25 with that. That's another meeting for Teaching Five down here. They down here meeting people from California, uh, and I will connect that Teaching Five with our cultures under construction 
movement, along with uh, Compton Politics and From Rock to Rock, from Lorenzo Elvis Murphy movement. Um, like I said, if anybody else on the line have any more questions for the guests, uh, it's really open right now. You know, like I said, I don't want to just keep it on the line. It's laid out there, so we're gonna get straight to the punch. Uh, I'm on the. I'm actually on the uh, on my internet, and I've just been looking up, you know, older and historian poets. And there's a lot of African American poets out. It's just a lot of poets. Period. You know, I've been looking at these names, and it's like a list of a thousand poets. And do you even compare poetry to rap or rhyming? Or what do you? I mean, you know what I mean? Um, you know, it's, it's funny. I don't really rhyme in my poetry, so it's hard for me to compare something that I would do to rap. But there are some poets out there that sound like they could be rappers, or they they write something very similar, or they're more rhythmic with their their delivery or the way it's written and everything. And so they they can do it. I'm not good at that. That's just right. not my thing. That's right. Hey, been, hey, so, uh, been, go ahead. Yeah, I, I had a quick question for her. I, I uh, Blondie, this is Rosalind. I'm a part of T25CL as well. And I, I know that the poetry that you write, um, have you heard of Nikki Giovanni? I know you have. Have I? I'm sorry, I missed that. What would you say? Have you heard of Nikki Giovanni? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know that. Um, the poets and spoken word artists that I've, you know, um, had the uh, privilege of knowing and, and being introduced to say that she is, you know, so um, open with her poems that she's been in the, in the industry for years and she has influenced so many young poets, uh, spoken word, word artists. Uh, can you let me or let our listening audience know, has she influenced you in any way? I mean, I think in almost every way, in in the roundabout way, because she's influenced so many other poets who whom are who I surround myself with. You know what I mean? So we're talking about everything from you know thirty years ago to something very contemporary. She's influenced everybody, so of course she's influenced me, and she is very candid in her poetry, and and you know what I mean, it, and it can take on so many different forms, it can be dark, it can be light, it can be funny, it can be, you know what I mean, it can be sexual, it can be intimate, it can be sexy, it can be a whole bunch of different things, and she was brilliant at all of it, you know what I mean, so I, I think that that's one of those poets that kind of goes without saying. Yes. Yes, I, I, I thought so, because the, the, the flavor or the, the presentation of your wording even um, sounds in the lines of the passion that you have in your, in your poem, and that's, uh, Nikki Giovanni just came to mind because that's how she is as well. Thank you. Yeah, Absolutely. That's right, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. We are on T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is a 24-hour radio station, worldwide distribution. If you have music, movies, and poetry, CDs, or poetry DVDs, which you own it, showing your face, you send your poetry, you can have all your stuff sold on T25CL.com. 
Galaxy Talk Radio. Maybe if Rosalind want to go ahead and give a shout-out about what we're doing and other shows real quick, if you'd like to, so you can get a much better understanding on what's going on. You don't mind, Rosalind? No, no, I sure don't. Well, um, well, first of all, everybody, welcome to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio, uh, where we not only have our Compton Politics with Lorenzo Murphy, but we also have shows Monday through Friday. Uh, of course, on Mondays is Lorenzo. On Tuesdays, we have uh, Barbara McGee and Rodney Best with Straight Talk from the Higher <laughs> from the Penthouse. We also have on Wednesday nights is my show, uh, Rosalind Corner. Uh, tomorrow, we're having uh, Ar- Arzula Ariella, I'm sorry, Ariella Blue, a great artist out of Las Vegas. She hosts on a number of shows. Uh, under the auspices of Sherry Gordy, the daughter of Barry Gordy. And then uh, on Thursday nights, we have Dr. Quake, Donato Kwaku and Corey Jeffries. Uh, uh, and there's his soul vibration. It's not noise. I don't know who that is, but... Um, Who's on the background making a lot of noise? Thank you. And then we have, on Friday nights, we have a new show. Uh, a great, great uh, new uh, talk show, Miss Sandra Keys, and her show is Keys to the Kingdom, and she brings on many people that's in the um, um, gospel industry. So we have great shows, Monday through Friday, with great topics, um, and, and so many things that's going on. And we also just go to our website at www.t25cl and listen to our 24-7 radio where we uh, offer um, independent global distribution for music artists and film as well. And, you know, we we are doing great, great things right now. Oh, it's amazing what we're we're planning on and going to be having uh, for for the future, even for a poem such as yourself, Londi, and for those in spoken word. We're looking for... That, that venue for people to be able to speak their minds, speak their words, speak the truth. And that's why we really appreciate you as well. So that's how our show is going to be. That's how our radio shows have been going. Thank all you, right, Zoe. All right. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. This is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Evans Murphy. We're here with Blondie from Ohio, Janelle Taylor. The hey. Boys. You know it. The West is woke. We all know that. I have a question right here. Do the internet and social media contribute to the well-being of poetry? Um, I think that it does in some ways. In some ways it kind of hurts because there isn't very much representation of all different types of poetry on social media. So what you will get is a heavy dose of one type of poetry, and I think it, it's good in a way that people do get to see poetry and that poetry is alive, but it's bad in a way that you only get one type, and so people who are looking for something to emulate only have that. And so then they sound like copycats or they sound like that. Right. And, you know, I mean, it's very unfortunate that people learn in a way where they don't necessarily get to have their own voice. Wow. And you just kind of have to, you kind of have to experience. And I'm very fortunate. You know what I mean? Every every city is not as fortunate as Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio is extremely rich in poetry, extremely rich with many different types. So even within the city, 
that you can you can experience a, a whole you know what I mean a host of different types of poetry. But then to even branch out and go to Akron, Ohio, or Cincinnati, or Dayton, or or you know what I mean Toledo, just go somewhere different. You'll you'll even catch something different in those areas. Wow, that's great. That's great. That's cool because you know I used to be out there in Cleveland, Ohio, and I love the club. There was a club called Nine Clubs out there. And I love it because you go in there, you don't need no dance. You just dance by yourself. You know what I'm saying? I just love going there by myself. Just go there and just dance. I love Cleveland. I love Ohio. I'll be out there in Ohio in July for a youth uh, event. I'll be coming out there teaching uh, the youth how to start radio stations. Um, oh, well, when you come out, when you come out, you have to come to the show then. We do a weekly show out here. Yeah, we're doing a, um, a youth uh, event. We're actually going to be doing something with Lauren. Lorraine, Lorraine Hill, he played for New Orleans Saints. It's about him and the Sunners out there. They do a lot of things. So I'm going to be out there in July. But I have another question for you. What okay. do the most poorly written poems have in common? Um, uh, I mean, in I'm common? Sure from, I'm sure from, you know, like I said, what do most poorly Written poems having comics, and I done heard some terrible poems. Yeah, they. I've you heard. Yeah, I've definitely heard nights and nights of bad poetry. But I think that people make the mistake of thinking that they're doper than they actually are. Right. So there are a lot of people out here who can write, who can put something down on paper, and it will sound pretty good. And you put it in front of a bunch of people who really don't know what they're doing or what they're talking about, as far as poetry is concerned. And it'll sound good to them because you write better than they do. Yeah. But the real poet is made when they go back and they edit their work. And so poorly written poetry just sounds like a first draft every single time. Right, right. There's a whole bunch of extra words, and they try to sound really intelligent, and it doesn't always work out. It just sounds like a first draft every single time. Right. Okay. Okay. I like that. I have another question. How important is accessibility of meaning? Should one have to work hard to solve the point? It's like what you just said when you spoke. It's like that. I. What did you really? You know what I mean? What was the accessible ability of meaning that you're speaking? Should one have to work hard to solve the point? Or is he making no. your point? No. Your point is hard. Is your point is easy. Oh, you have to be having There's, No, no. I mean, you have to write for an audience. You have to think right. about who you're in front of. So if you're in front of a people, a bunch of people who really don't know poetry, well, you better make it pretty simple that, so they can understand. If you're in, performing in front of a room full of poets, well, then you might make something a little bit more complex or use a metaphor that's a little bit more difficult to follow because you're in a room full of people who will probably catch on to it. Right. But in, in the general sense, no, you want to make your poem as simple as possible. I want you to know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about it. You know, I have a question, and I know this for a fact. And this is a question I always ask poets. Because in order to be a good poet, it's like, what book are you reading right now? You know, I'm not saying you're actually reading a book right now, but what books, I know you read books all the time. And what's one of your favorite books that you're actually reading right now at the time when you wake up today? And, you know, you're um, 
Because I know you're reading hey. the book. You got to be reading the book. I know you're reading the book, and I know you keep one around you. You're probably on the train, plane, and Uber, whatever you call that stuff, a lift. You're reading the um, book. I do, I do. I always, I always keep books around me. <laughs> now, the thing about keeping books around me is I go to a lot of local shows. So I get a lot of local poets in their books. And so I have Scott Wood's most recent book. I have Louise Robertson's most recent book. I have Matthias Jackson's two chat books that he released. You know what I mean? And these are people that you might not necessarily know. Of course. Of course. I have okay. all of their stuff. And you know what I mean? I like to keep their stuff on me available to read at all times. Now, as far as something famous, like, I'm really late as far as series of books are concerned, but I love to read a series, and so I'm actually getting through the Hunger Games series right now. Wow. Oh, yeah, I love the Hunger Games. Ooh-wee. Part two is going to be off the chisel. So, I've never, seen, I've never, I've never seen any of the movies, though. I've oh, never seen God, any of the movies. She built up her own army, and she's going to go ahead and kill the guy that's been having her do the the little warrior thing. So it's going to be a big, big movie because I want to see what army is going to go against the uh, the well, thanks for thanks for ruining oh, the book for me. Oh, I didn't get that. Hey, it's constant politics. You know constant politics know everything. Oh, uh, well, I'm still reading the book. Yeah. I haven't seen a single movie yet. But the movie is coming out, though. I mean, they showing it. No, I haven't seen. I never saw the first, second. I never saw any of them. That's why I asked, what book do you read? Because I know you is a bookworm. Yeah, I'm, I just, I just read. I'm not very good with. I'm not very good with movies and TV. I'm really good with books, though. I don't know why I sensed that. I just kind of knew that you love books. You know, even the way you were saying your point, I'm like, she got, not that you like reading the book and saying, this is what I'm going to say, but it was so orchestrated the way you were saying, like you said, you, you explained to us before you even spoke about your point that you sat there with a person and you took what you went on through an experience of a feeling of actions on how you felt of something, of history, or what you've been seeing in society, and that's real deep. So that's what I asked earlier, what type of you know, what kind of type of poetry do you do? So poetry and poems are different, or are they the same? What, what's the difference between poems and poetry? It's and all the same poem. thing. Okay. It's, okay. All, it's all the same thing. You, a poet is one who, write, who writes poetry. Poetry is poems on paper. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's all the same thing. So you can take some poetry. So I can take your song. I mean, I'm sorry. I can take your poetry. And have you ever thought about like doing music to your poetry? Or I mean, I have, I have some things that are recorded that have music behind them. Okay, so you into so you into the music too? You sing too? Um, I, absolutely not. No, I don't. Not even a little bit. I'm not even gonna try. I'm not, so not going to prove that so I can't sing. Even, so you're not gonna fake it till you make it. No, I won't even pretend. I'm not doing any of that. You don't want to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> All right. Now, I, I, if you're going to say that, I believe you. I got it. <laughs> you know, like I said, this is, ladies and gentlemen, this is T25CL.com. This is Galaxy Talk Radio. This is a worldwide distribution company online, 24-hour radio. Go get the app on your phone. Get the app on your computer. It's better than Pandora. It's better than Spotify. It's better than TuneIn. 
It's better than all the radio channels. And what I love about it, I'm just going to keep it real. It's a black-owned business, just keeping it real. They're doing a great job. They're developing a great uh, uh, mechanism for all communities from all over the world. They're playing all type of genders of music, all type of everything. I'm just loving how they give me an opportunity. This is my third year. This is my 95th show, ladies and gentlemen. Consistency, it counts. It's off the chain. I'm loving it. I love that you called in, Blondie. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Are there any more callers on the line? Do y'all have any more questions? Because y'all show is quiet. Y'all must be enjoying this show. Y'all show is quiet. Yeah, there's one more from Southern California. Okay. Can we get him in? Might be Michelle. Yo, yo, this is Thompson Politics. This is the Minnesota of Murphy. Sound like Joe. Who is this on the line? Joe Knowledge, the West I Coast. Know, man, I, I, boy, boy, I don't know, but I smelled the scent. I, I smelled the feeling, brother. For scheduled start time. Uh-oh. Righty then. So, hey, Joe, what's up, man? This is uh, my boy Knowledge. You on the line, to. Joe? Please enter the call me, ID followed by the pound key. Uh, then they access the call up to 15 minutes before it's uh-oh, something happened there. What's going on? Somebody's trying to get in or get out? Um, they may have been trying to get in, but uh, we lost Janelle. So we uh, might want to try and get her back. Yeah. She'll call back in. Yeah. That's the who it was, her line. All right, we still have Mr. Murphy from Arizona. You still there, sir? Yes, I am. Good, good. Well, what are your experiences? Can I ask? Can I ask this question of him? Uh, your experiences with uh, poems and poets and artists—I know your son is, is is really heavy into it. What, what about you, sir? Yes, uh, I'm old old hand from back in the back Black Panther days. The poet, most of the poets I I, I know may uh, I know a few of them, but most of them the guys who was writing poetry back in the back Black Panther days. And back in then, you know, uh, I just got back into poetry here in the past 10 years. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, well, California, you just came back on. Go ahead, California. You there? Hello? Hello? Oh, yo, what's up, Joe? What's going on, my brother? It's me, that too. It's me, that's you, that's everybody, bro. We're waiting on our guest to call back. You know, she's a poet, and she came with some dynamics. Did, did she say some poetry already? Say what now? Did she say some poetry already? Yeah, but she's gonna know. We got enough time for her to say about two more two more poems. You know how we gonna do it, man. She's gonna get her work in tonight. I uh, hope That's she calls right. in. Um, but yeah, she's real brilliant on what she do. I was enjoying the conversation with her. Hope she called back in. Uh, I don't sound like her phone ran got dead or something. I don't know. But what's been going on, Joe? What's new out there, man? You know, tell us something new. You know what I mean? Just tell us something. Don't tell us what we know already. We need to hear something new because, you know, we know the West is woke on some real stuff. What you got new? Oh, man, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a whole lot of everything else. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, just been following this election a little bit and um, waiting to dive into the issues on, on that's going to be up on the ballot. And... Um, Trying to gather, I noticed a lot of people are coming together and and um, unifying and um, creating um, peace marches and 
picnics and stuff like that. It's going along a lot. They uh, a, a bunch of motorcycle riders just took a trip up to um, Detroit. Was that Flint, Michigan, or, or wherever, where where the water where the water problem is? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, they took they don't they um gathered up a bunch of money and took a gang of water up there to go drop off. Wow, what clubs are that? Can you name some clubs that went up there that you know so we can give you know put a shout out for them clubs that went out? Did the Deucers have something to do with that? Uh, you know, uh, I forget who I was talking to. I just remember here, you know, the conversation was the topic was up, but um, I can't remember exactly which clubs at this moment. But man, I, I'll get back with y'all on that. But I, I heard it was a coalition of clubs that went up there, so you know, it wasn't just one. It, it was like a bunch of clubs that, um, uh, I guess they some of them drive trucks and they use their trailers and they uh filled them up with water and took them out there. And see, that's what I'm saying. You know, these are, this is news that should have been out to the world. You know, what's going on in these communities across the country. This is national stuff that goes on, and we haven't heard anything about stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So we appreciate you coming to Compton Politics, 225CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio, giving up the good news. You know. third, I appreciate every that. Third, every third Sunday of the month, uh, I know we were meeting up at uh, 115th in Figueroa, and they have a peace ride, and they, they've been going to different locations, but they usually start off right there. It'd be like 20 motorcycle cops and about 50, uh, about 100 motorcycles and cars and all that, and they have a, 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 a parade, and they, they've been going, like, to different places and stuff. And, uh, like, one of the last places I heard them go was Lancaster. They rolled out, you know, promoting peace, and they got all their peace ride stickers. I think I put, posted some of them pictures on Facebook uh, once or twice. Right, and, uh, right. It, it's been lovely. Uh, uh, it's really been nice, you know. Everybody been turning out and and doing their thing. Oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. Um, like I say, ladies and gentlemen, this is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Evers Murphy. Uh, we don't know what happened to the guest. Uh, maybe her phone went out. Battery dead. Well, you know, it is late out there. Hold on, just a moment. Uh. Okay, is there another guest on the line? No, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it, so. Okay. Um, anything you want to talk about? Anything anybody want to talk about? Just, uh, I'm going to give the lady like five more minutes uh, to see what happened. If not, you know, we're going to, you know, we can cut the line short, no problem. But uh, there is a lot of issues out there, which we all know. But it's like, what are we going to do about it? What can we do about it? Yeah, um, you know what, though? Um, you know, when um, Joe Niles was talking about, you know, he's following elections a little bit, I think he's following elections a whole lot. I think a lot of us are following the elections a whole lot. Uh, oh, yeah. so, many, so many things have taken place, and people are told not to make any type of move, you know, to for any type of investment or anything of that nature until we see who gets into the White House, you know. Um, I know, you know, with um, different people, with their knowledge of these candidates, um, just talked to a young brother the other day, you know, and he's for Trump. The only reason why he's for Trump, because he believes because Trump is a businessman, not so much of a politician, but more of a businessman that can get, you know, this country out out of the debt that it's in. 
Um, but you know, there's too much, there's a whole lot more going into running the country than just getting us out of debt. And oh, then cool. also, you know, it's talking about um, um, Hillary. You know, some people say, man, don't even put that woman in, that, in the White House because number one, um, there's so many things that her and her, and her husband did during his tenure as a president. Um, you know, um, the three strikes and 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 opening up more prisons and. You know, so many things that's you know that that that's been covered not only in the media but in different radio talk shows of of what these candidates they're they're negative and the positive of each one. So you know, we always have to be careful of when we start electing people to these posts. You know, we have to be knowledgeable about you know how is that going to impact you? How is it going to impact your family? How is it going to impact your community? And then you you know your city, and then your state, and then your country. And then the world, because the world is looking at us right now. So people are really, you know, needing to be mindful of what's going on with the politics today and what's going on, you know, with the individuals who are running, who are running as, you know, for presidency, who will be running this country. Right. I mean, it's crazy to me when I watch it. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I didn't even know what was going on when they were running for president. But now that I'm 50 years old, it's like, you can see what they're running for. Why? Why even running for president? Like you were just saying. I mean, listen to the things that these people have done in the past. It's like if I run it up, like me trying to run for president and all the things I've done down. Now I don't need to run for president. It's the same thing. I mean, man, that's just real. But uh, I don't especially, think I... especially when Donald Trump got four bankruptcies under his belt. Uh, he got a failed school. Uh, another failed business. I'm just saying. I mean, like it's like uh, the only thing. I mean, if you get forty two million dollars in debt and you file bankruptcy and you get to keep all your stuff, does that make you a smart businessman? No. I'm just saying, you know. And then you do it again, and then you do it again, and then you do it again. That makes you, you shrewd. Oh, <laughs> that makes you shrewd. That just makes you shrewd. You know how to get out of out of. That's what I'm it, it, but see, a lot of people, you know, us Americans, we we love celebrities. That's how Arnold got into office that time. You know, we love celebrities. So right now, the two biggest celebrities is who? Hillary and Trump. Even though the 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 person with all the with with all the uh, should I say ideas and answers, you know, that's actually coming with it. Like on point to point, topic to topic, when he speak, he's speaking like we need to do this, we need to cut that, we need to move this around, we need to stop doing that. When they talk, uh, Hillary say, "I will fight for you." Trump, he just up there saying all kind of silly stuff. Uh, we're gonna build a fence. I'm just saying, but he's not. Nobody's saying how we gonna do it, who's gonna pay for it, how this gonna happen. And woo, 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 when you hear Bernie Sanders, that's what he does. He goes in. We can take this and that, and we can cut that, and we can do this. They had Hillary and Bernie sitting side by side, and they said something about the three-strike law, and she tried to throw the ball in his lap, and he made her look so silly. It was ridiculous. They was fearing even she had – it was reported a rumor that she didn't even want to uh, debate him because she felt like she can't sit next to him. Not only that, there's another rumor that she might get arrested. She's still trying to dodge handcuffs, if y'all don't know it or not. they like supposed to be building indictments on her right now as we speak. So we don't even know if she's going to make it through the election without getting handcuffs put on her from from some of the uh, investment dealings and stuff that she has something to do with. 
America? Huh? You get some bad investments with America? I can't hear you. She did some bad investments with America. Uh, yeah, some trade deals and stuff. You know, some some international trade deals and stuff that she was part of. That was it was like some crooked dealings and da da da. And uh, right now, they I mean, you know, it, 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 the 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 world is getting real small for her right now. You know, she'd be lucky to make it through the election, but you know, being who she is and how she's connected, she might escape through it, but. It's a, it's a, she had to, they had her on an interview, and she had to try to joke up out of it when they asked her about that, you know, about the uh, uh, them putting handcuffs on it. Ah, uh-huh, they'll never do that. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and then the FBI was saying that they were feeling like she was mocking them. You know what I'm saying? And woo, woo, woo. So, you know, that's that's a thin line right there in that situation right there. You know, it's a lot of things going on, you guys. Um, uh, uh, the collapse of the dollar, you know, perhaps because um, uh, the resources here ain't matching up to back up the dollar. Um, you got China, or should I say North Korea, which then, which then pretty much brought more land than the law allowed here. And they, they're threatening to put a flag in America and claim some land like this is ours right here, this us. And literally, like making a whole other sovereign land within, within a land, just like Washington, D.C., is a separate um, city-state, if you will, from the rest of America. You know, it has its own uh, police station, has its own uh, court system, it has its own everything, you know, the District of Columbia. That's called a city-state, just like um, London Square in London. London Square is not part of London. It's its own city-state, has its own army, its own bank, its own everything. Uh, the Vatican, it, it's the same thing. They have the the Vatican is not part of England. It's its own city state uh, 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 within itself, with its own guards, with its own everything. And uh, there's a video called "The Ring of Power," and it speaks about that. You know, they call Vatican the throne, uh, London the bank, and America is the army. And they drop a lot of knowledge in that video. It's called "The Ring of Power." They talk about a little bit about that makes a lot of sense on how that you set that porter car right there. You know what I mean? The different positions that everybody's in to keep control of the world. You know what and I mean? Everybody's in position. There's a rumor of war, of course. Uh, uh, at least uh, they want to pretend we're going to war because all these people work together, for crying out loud. If you go to the station, you got every country there working together. If you go to Alaska or any of the polls, you got all the countries set up bases, and they're all there working together. Nobody owns the North Pole. Nobody owns the South Pole. It's like off-lands, but all of them is working together. So I've always wondered what are the wars for. But it's, you know, it's distraction, money, whatever, so they can do whatever they want to do. But um, that's an interesting uh, um, situation, though. With um, with 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 if we if 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 we was to let's say go to war, and so-called war or whatever, and um where they declared or whatever the case they may be, maybe something get blowed up and you know it's supposed to be some back and forth crap, um then they're threatening where if that happens then elections will cease, and Obama will be the president indefinitely until everything, um gets back to normal. You know, they, they, it's been some rumors for a while about Obama being the last American president um, because they're, they're talking about the Merrill dollar uh, joining that the part of Canada that they, they, they deal with and Mexico 
creating a union to to put some uh, substance behind the money. You know, if they all come together with all their resources, then we can put some substance to the money. So we talk of maybe a new constitution, maybe a new, you know, new maps, new everything if this, you know, if the shit hits the fans. But if we get another president and we keep moving on, you know, we might just, you know, keep going as planned, which we should, you know what I'm saying? But these are just rumors. I'm not saying none of this is definite. definite. These are just the different stuff that I be hearing, you know, because I study, you know, I'm always listening and studying and doing different stuff. So that's good um, information, you know what I'm saying? That's good information because. Worked in a bank. His girlfriend worked in the bank, and she said a gang of a lot of European rich people were coming to the bank and exchanging their money over to uh, Chinese money, like like from American money, like going to the current uh, uh, through the currency exchange and, and changing their money over uh, because of the the as the dollar falls and the 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 Chinese money rises. You know, it's like an investment at the same time too. So right, people not, right. you know, get stuck with their pockets in their hand on this situation. So that's a cool thing, man. I appreciate all the information. And so this is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. This is T two five zero dot com Galaxy Talk Radio, twenty four hour radio worldwide distribution. Uh, I guess I guess uh, lost of contact. I uh, just want to thank everybody for calling in. Anybody have any last words? Do you have any last words? Do you have any words? Uh, no, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Okay. You know, I always got plenty to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm mind, Go body, and soul. What you put into your mind, body, and soul, is it healing you or is it killing you? Hmm, that part. Dr. Sebi, S-E-B-I, I hope you guys looked up his videos. He has a ton of information. He has a website, recipes. He's the guy that put in a newspaper here in L.A. that he can cure AIDS, uh, diabetes, sickle cell, cancer, um, um, you name it. I mean, the list went on and on. And when the, the city councilman got a hold of that, they said they contacted him and said, man, you don't take that out the paper? They said, if you don't take that out the paper, he said, why? He said, because I said so. He said, well, can you explain to me why I need to take it out the paper? Our conversation is over with and hung up. So they said he got with the uh, Surgeon General or whatever, and they filed a warrant for his arrest. They went, kicked in his dough, uh, grabbed him, took all his computers and stuff, and put him in jail. And they charged him with uh, 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 making fraudulent claims and practicing medicine without a license. He said the day before he went to... Went to court, he just set up and lied to himself. He said, boy, they finna make me famous. Because now y'all going to have to prove that I do what I do. You finna prove that I do what I do. You know, because you can't disprove what I'm finna do to y'all. So the next day he went to court, he said, look, most illnesses are caused by two things, mucus and plaque. He said, if you got problem in your lungs, mucus on the lungs. Problem in your throat, mucus on the throat. Problem with your heart plaque has broken off and got into your heart, you know, from the walls of your arteries and got into your heart and causing issues. Uh, aneurysms. He said plaque will break off and get into the smallest veins of your brain and then get stuck and causes pain and, and headaches and stuff like that. He said uh, swelling, mucus, uh, infection, mucus, collapsed arteries. Uh, the plaque will build up in the walls of the artery and cause the, 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 the arteries to collapse. He said if you eliminate the things that causes plaque and mucus, your body immediately starts to heal itself. I realized that Latin people were eating Latin food but wasn't getting sick. 
Orientals eat Oriental food. Europeans eat European food. So we're the only people eating everybody else's diet, and we're the ones getting sick. Everybody else is not getting sick. But see, here's why. Because we're carbon-melanated people. We have carbon in our skin. That's what turns your, your skin brown. That's what tans you. That's what that blackness in your skin is. So guess what? We need a carbon-melanated diet. And it's like simple math. We need to eat the food that's for us. So so, so what he realized, once we went back and started putting, replenishing the minerals and and alkaline foods and stuff that we need. We've been eating a lot of acidic foods. Eat some of the vegetables and fruits we eat are acidic. Acid does what? It harms you, you know? A lot of these uh, vegetables the man made. He points out which vegetables are, are healthy for you, uh, which, health, which vegetables to stay away from. A lot of these vegetables ain't even uh, real vegetables. We just think they are because we've been seeing them all our lives. But so, they're not, so what you're saying is so what you're saying is those not real vessels that we're getting at, Ralph, Bond. Well, some of them. Uh, 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 they're GMOs. They're they're created. Uh, 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 they got one of his students went into a, a a grocery market and went to the vegetable section and he said he pointed he had the camera that day. He said, "Y'all think this is healthy, huh?" And he just started picking up stuff and going in on it. I mean, he went going in broccoli, uh, cauliflower. I mean, stuff you wouldn't think. These uh, cartoon carrots that we eat now. These ain't real carrots. Look up, look up, real carrots. Just Google it, real carrots. You're going to see purple carrots, yellow carrots, dark orange carrots, uh, light orange carrots. You're going to see with, with, with wiggly, uh, scraggly roots hanging from it because they ain't going to be neat like them cartoon carrots we see in the store now. You know, them Buzz Bunny carrots we eat now. These are genetically altered uh, vegetables. So if you call a, a vegetable a GMO, you know what that makes that? A genetically modified organism. It is no longer a food. It is an organism. That's right. That's right. This and, is what we're going to do. Know, he got a lot of short videos, and he explains a lot. I mean, he got some so what's his name? So what's his name so we can get in contact with him? We're going to end this show, man. A Dr. A-B-S-E-B-I. Y'all can find that man on Google. You can Google his name. You can YouTube him. Say his name one more time. Dr. Sebi, S-E-B-I. All right, all right. I want to thank everybody for calling in to content politics tonight. Uh, thank you, Ross, for running the motherboard for me. I want to thank my guest, Goldie, Janelle Taylor, for calling in all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio. Appreciate it. I'm going to count down because it's over. This is content politics, teacher5co.com, Gavis Talk Radio. This is five, four, three, Where's two. Whoa. One, something, politics. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.